podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Today, I am here with a new friend named Juliette Root. And many of you maybe have heard because I, I, I've definitely mentioned you on the show before. I was recently featured, I guess not that recently. I did Juliet's show called The Woo Cast, and I had so much fun being a guest on your show. And I decided, like, I want to learn about you now. Come be on my show. Just from listening to your show, you have so much to share with us and you have such a great perspective. So I'm really excited to have you here. And the way that I like to start my show is that I will tell my audience kind of the way I see you, who I think you are. And then I invite you to share with us how you like to be seen and who you are today. So would you like to say hi? (laughs) <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me on. I love that you do that. It's like, okay, let's hear your perspective of me. And then, yeah, it's funny because we each have our own like mm-hmm. view of ourselves. And yeah. oftentimes it really doesn't match what how other people view us. So I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I really try to be like, okay, when I see you online, when I talk to you, when I listen to your show, like, what do I see? And obviously, like, I see a very grounded person who is, you know, a trainer, a nutritionist, like you're supporting people, you're a transformational coach. I know this about you and you really show us that and you really embody it. And you have recently moved to a mountain town and you are just like loving it. And it's making me appreciate what I have so much to see you hiking every day and just being so appreciative of the nature that's around you. And then of course, the the main way that I know you and I see you is that you're the host of the woo cast, which like, we're going to, I really want to get into more of what's going on in that realm, because I think it's so cool that it's, it's kind of not what I would expect from you. The more I got to know who Juliet is outside of the woo cast, I was like, wait a minute, this is interesting. So we're going to talk more about that, but you know, that's why I see sitting in front of me, a incredibly strong, confident woman that I'm just, I'm grateful that I've gotten to connect with you and get to know you. Well, thank you for that. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's really interesting that you bring up this when you see me as a really grounded person, Mm -hmm. because that has been said to me many times from other people Mm -hmm. is what they're attracted Mm -hmm. to about my energy. And I don't know if that's because my sun sign is Virgo. So it's very earth bound, (laughs) but my rising and moon is Scorpio. So that's the part that people don't kind of know necessarily. And that's where the I guess the woo cast and that is the woo woo because I'm super like in touch with my emotions and the invisible realm, whatever we want to call that. And I have been mm-hmm. curious about that since I was in elementary school, really, you know, yeah. I used to cool. go to uh, like esoteric bookshops and, you know, do spells when I was little and all the things. Oh <laughs> so it's been kind of on it, like on my radar being in the woo world for a long time. But the grounding thing, I think, comes out of experiencing a lot of chaos and trauma when I was young mm. and having to ground like as the only way to kind of survive all of that and cope. I became mm. an extremely grounded person in routine and figuring out how do I kind of like stay in on, on the earth and not like fly away because when you're going through a lot of trauma, it's easy to want to disappear. Right. And want to do things like exogenous substances and try to like numb yourself and all of that. So I started just gaining a lot of 
coping mechanisms that were healthy, which is, mm. I'm, I'm very grateful for that. It doesn't always happen that way, but I think that's why I come across as such a grounded person. It was like a necessary way for me to get through my mm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm trying to unground a little bit at times because it can yeah. be, you know, you can get stuck in routine to the point where it's like detrimental for you and mm-hmm. you need to be able to like expand and challenge yourself and do things that are a little scary and step out of your comfort zone in order to grow. So, um, but yeah, thank you for, for, uh, expressing that. Cause I do feel, uh, for the most part, pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love what you said about, I had to ground to survive because I feel like this is so much of what I teach actually is like, So many of us are, especially in the spiritual realm, we're really up here, we're really in our heads, and we're really wanting to dissociate, we're really wanting to kind of zone out, we're not wanting to accept that like, I have a human body, I need to care for my human body, it needs routine, it needs ritual, it needs stability, you know, it needs deep connection to the earth. And so I love that that's kind of a part of your essence and your message and and how you healed was finding that grounding and once we ground is when we can kind of let go a little bit more because the body trusts in us. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I've been on my own spiritual path. The last couple of years is expanding that level of consciousness beyond this, the earth plane, the 3d and, mm-hmm. and trying to connect to, to going up into that crown chakra and into, you know, working with spirit. And that's been a whole new uh, undertaking for me because I was so in the physical body for so long with body practices Mm -hmm. and which are wonderful and allow you to have a really great life when you're in, when you have all of those like basic things, you know, just talking about this with a, a one, a guest on my podcast about kind of these five pillars of what we need to Mm -hmm. just take care of our physical bodies. And then from there, you can then expand outward and you have a much easier time gaining more, more of that spiritual component. And he was sharing with me that this shamanic teacher who was, um, saying that about 20 years ago, when people would come to him on average, about 80% of people would really be able to connect to spirit. And now he's seeing only about 20% of people are able to connect in that way and really like go there. And that's because their physical bodies, what they're eating, you know, the, the technology we have, like we're so weighed down, right? So so we're so Mm -hmm. dense. Our bodies Mm -hmm. are just too dense with shit (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's hard to access that. But the things that we were talking about that are so important, these elements are uh, sleep, nutrition, movement, nature and breath Mm. as these kind of like five pillars of this physical realm that you're in that you need to play with so that you can have your body be in the best shape it can be so that you can receive more messages so that you can connect to your higher self. So you can really know your purpose and be on your path. And if you don't Mm -hmm. have your body in that condition, it's really hard to access that. So the last couple of years for me has been like, all right, well, I've got a lot of those foundational things and I've been playing around with accessing the more spiritual aspect of myself, which has been really cool. Wow. Wow. That's thank you for sharing that from that shamanic teaching, because it's, it's just reaffirming what I feel like I spend so much time, 
you know, working on with my clients is these really basic foundations to well-being so that you can evolve into the spiritual path. And I'm curious, you know, to me, I, I mean, I, my mind's thinking about so many things. I wouldn't, I think that it took me a long time to see. (laughs) So my partner right now, she's a CrossFit trainer. That's what she does. She has a gym down downstairs. And when I first met her, I was just like, Oh, like, I thought you were like spiritual and like, like to meditate and like, you spend all your time at a gym. And it was kind of like at the beginning, like, Oh, like, this is weird. I wasn't really into people who spent a lot of time at the gym. And I, you know, I was a yogi. That's all I wanted to do. And then she got me to come to some of her classes and start working out. And I started realizing how freaking meditative working out and lifting weights is and how much it pulled me into my body and just changed my whole energetic frequency. And it, and it really opened up for me. And so it's funny because I'm having this like old thought in my head going, how does, how does a trainer nutritionist get on the spiritual path? And then it's like, isn't that what it's leading to? Like I have these two arguing voices in my head wanting to ask you that next question. So you want to just share your story? Yeah. Well, first off, this is really common. I have (laughs) interviewed a lot of people who are in the, on the spiritual path who are doing energy healing work now, and they started in fitness. So this is a really common thing that happens, which of course I I didn't know until I started talking to more people. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm, I must be special. No, I'm not. (laughs) This is really like a trajectory that happens to so many of us. And for, for me, uh, personally, going back to when I was experiencing a lot of trauma in my life, Mm -hmm. I, uh, lost my dad when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that got me through that grief was I began to run and go to the gym and it was just relief for me. And it was very grounding for me because I was just Mm -hmm. in complete despair at that time. And I didn't know what was happening to my life. I ended up like being an orphan as I didn't have my mom, wasn't able to take care of, of me and my brother and I are twins and we ended up getting split. So I had to move to a whole nother state and he moved to a whole nother state and we got adopted by family members that we weren't close to. And it was a really, really rough time for, for both of us. And working out was something that became like my solitude. And I would Mm -hmm. just use it every single day. And I became very passionate about how it made me feel. And I kind of got away from it for a little bit after that. And then it was a few years later, I remembered how good it made me feel. And I was working at a call center. I think it was like 18 years old working at this call center, 3 PM to midnight, ridiculous, awful hours. And, you know, I was smoking cigarettes at the time, drinking coffee all throughout the day, (laughs) bagels, like they had free bagels. So I, you know, saving money, I would just eat the bagels. You're like describing (laughs) me as an 18 year old. (laughs) I felt horrible, right? Like physically, my body felt so horrible. Mm -hmm. And I remember my roommate at the time, uh, my birthday was coming up and I was, I said to her, 
Only thing I want for my birthday is a gym membership. There's this three month special that I keep seeing like a sign for, and it's not that expensive. And if you and like our friends could chip in and buy me that three month, I think special, I can start going to a gym. And I, I just knew that that would make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And so I went there and I ended up having an assessment with a personal trainer And it was just one of those like divine moments where Mm. something just comes through and like talks to you. I just, cause I'll, I'll never forget where we're having a conversation. He's doing my assessment. And I just asked him like, what would it take to be a personal trainer? What do I, what would I have to do? And he's like, it's actually not that hard. You have to, you know, study for a certification. You get all the textbooks and there's a bunch of them. They're, they're really not that expensive for me though. I had no money at the time. So I was like, that's. I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. Long story short, I ended up asking my grandmother if she would front me some money to do this. And I got my personal training certification. Uh, Didn't take the test yet. I was just like, I bought, I bought everything. And before I was even a trainer, I went and interviewed at this gym and I asked the manager if I could work there. And now I'm remembering, I wasn't even 18 yet. I was actually like before my 18th birthday. And you, you couldn't even be certified until you're 18. And he's like, you have no experience. Like what would make me hire you? He was very blunt. She's <laughs> like, what would make me hire you? No experience whatsoever. And I just said to him, like, I will make you more money than any trainer has ever made you in the history of this gym. I don't know what came over me because I'm not even like that <laughs> at all. But I really felt like this was part of like a path that I was supposed to take. And he's like, hmm, I like you you know what? I am going to give you a chance to work here. And I was so hungry for it that I shadowed every trainer. I was there 12 hours a day. I, you know, and it became my life from, you know, 18 years old and, you know, I'm 33 now and I'm still involved in in fitness, but in a different way, I ended up owning gyms, uh, you know, from the time I was 22, I believe until I was 30, yeah, until about 32, And then I just sold those gyms and moved to Boulder. So it's like, there's a lot that happened in that decade of my life, my whole Um, twenties. But fitness really was such a path for me. And there is something about gaining personal strength that leads you to knowing just how capable you are. And I was going through so much at that time, you know, even more than, you know, if you want, we can get into it, but a lot of different traumatic experiences from my childhood to my dad's death to even after that with bad relationships and abuse and all these things. Mm. Um, my own anxieties and issues were coming through, but the exercise was such a way for me to tap into a deeper inner strength. And then we talk about cleaning up your diet that changes your whole vibration too. So I, that's, you know, I started to do that And then you just have more access to possibility when you're, when you clean out your system, when you know how strong you are, when you set your mind to something, you set goals, I'm going to get, I'm going to be able to do a pull-up. Oh my God, I can do a pull-up. I'm going to run a mile. Oh my God, I can run a mile. All these things start to expand your capacity for what is possible for you in so many ways. And that led me into wanting to be a better coach for people, right? Because you want to be able to get into someone's psyche to be able to motivate them. Mm -hmm. And 
it's not always intrinsic that we have this motivation to wake up every day and set our alarm and go hit the gym and, you know, eat well, like, this is not something that we are, (laughs) we are born like doing. And so how do you get through to someone and really like motivate? And a lot of it's, you got to get underneath the layers of the mm-hmm. psyche. And so I started to do a, read a lot of personal development books. I started doing a lot of personal development seminars. I don't know if you've heard of Landmark, but I did like the whole Landmark course, very Tony Robbins-esque, you know, cool. that was like a yeah. whole year of my life in my early twenties of dedicating, like learning about how you have a breakthrough, right. And like, mm-hmm. in order to have a breakthrough, you have to have a breakdown. Like that was one of their <laughs> like things. And somewhat kind of cultish, not going to lie. Like at the end of that, I'm like, I'm, I I'm, I'm ready to peace out. Like when they started, when they started being like, you need to bring people and you need to like ask them to give us money. I'm like, all right, I'm done. But mm-hmm. a lot of these things have value, even though they can get a little weird at the, <laughs> towards the end, or they try to indoctrinate you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of value out of that. And I just, I just been so always so curious about humans and how we can push past limitations because I have struggled with my own limitations as we all do for so long since I can remember, even as a a child, like three, four years old, I remember having just such existential deep thoughts Mm -hmm. and feeling very lonely, very ungrounded at that time in my life. Anxiety has plagued me for so long, panic attacks, things that I wanted explanation for. And I've done traditional therapy plenty, but it doesn't get to the root cause of this. And so as I've been on my own like path of working with people, supporting my myself, and, you know, I think you're, you're kind of ready as a practitioner to start taking on the client, the next client, as for, as long as you've healed that aspect in yourself, then you can take that person on. So it's like, it's been this like beautiful, like unfolding of, all right, now I'm ready for the next kind of client to work with. Now I'm ready for the next one to work with, because I know exactly how to work with that person and what they need. And so, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. And I, I feel like that I'm hoping that that inspired a few people who are like, yeah, I used to love running. Like, yeah, I miss how good it feels to go lift weights and maybe inspires them to to go back to that place. Because as spiritual people, I see that a lot of times we forget how important it is to take care of the physical form, not just eating super high vibe foods, foods, but actually having a strong energetic body. Um, And this, this all kind of leads me into, you know, it's interesting because as I'm listening to your story, it's very clear that you've been very spiritual from you know, you're, you're having these memories of being like these existential questions. And that's, that's how I was. And that's kind of how I knew, like, I was always just always asking the bigger questions. Like I really wanted to understand why are humans on earth? Like that question would keep me up all night. Like if we weren't here, what would be here? And then I would just not sleep for days. Like and no one could ex- <laughs> it felt like a, it would feel like a like my world was crashing down on me as I'm four years old, laying in bed, like, well, what, how, how did, if the big bang, well, what, what, what created that? Like, what is nothing? How is nothing creating something, you know? Yeah. yeah like that. I needed some answers for that. And, you know, I was raised super Catholic and they were not giving me the answers that I was looking for. And so I kept looking and, you know, I, 
I, I'm sure that, you know, you, we, we start to, it's like you get into self-development and then it kind of turns into spirituality and you start to get some of these answers. And for me, Buddhism brought me a lot of answers. And I'm curious, like, as you ventured into the woo, like, where did you start to find some answers? That's a great question. I think definitely my yoga practice started to give me some answers. I became a yoga instructor when I was like 21 or 22. And that was like a year long foray into reading the yoga sutras and learning just all about that, those practices and the Bhagavita, I can't even say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sanskrit's hard hard, guys. (laughs) Um, It's funny because I haven't taught yoga in so long and I'm like, would I remember how to teach a class in Sanskrit? Like I'd probably only remember like 10 poses. (laughs) It's really hard. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I know what it is when I'm in the class, but then Mm -hmm. if you ask me to say it, I'd be like, I can't remember that. But I can get into the pose by hearing the instructor like Mm -hmm. saying pose, which is like, all right, something stuck. (laughs) My memory's there. But yoga definitely was my first sort of introduction into spirituality and realizing that we are greater than just this physical form and that there's something bigger than us and we're all interconnected. And, and, uh, and then also really like shamanism, just reading a lot of books about shamanism has, has really supported me in understanding how we are a part of nature, which is a big reason, if not the number one reason why I moved to Boulder from living in a city my whole Mm -hmm. life. Uh, with a small amount of time in upstate New York, but that was, but most of my life was spent in New York city and Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Really similar mm-hmm. cities. Like they're pretty much identical cities as far as the vibration there yeah. and the hustle culture and just very dark and heavy and dense. And like the energy energy is just not flowing in those mm-hmm. cities, even mm-hmm. though people go to New York to like make it right. And there is creativity. <laughs> it's yeah. also really exhausting and, uh, it will burn you out very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, shamanism is something that I also really aligned with a lot. The idea that we are a part of nature, we are an extension mm-hmm. of the great mother and yes. I wanted to be with her. And which is why, um, uh, we moved going on a year next month. And I've had so many shifts just in this last year, just by showing up where I knew I was being called to show up that I feel like I'm unrecognizable from, from a year ago, literally unrecognizable. And it's like the thoughts that I have, uh, who I am, what I want to do. And it's just pretty crazy because I remember seeing this, uh, energy healer back in Sedona right before I moved. And I was like, what am I doing? I'm quitting my life basically that Mm -hmm. I had for, you know, 11 years and I'm moving and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I need to do this now. And I remember her saying, you are going to be unrecognizable. Like you're not going to like recognize yourself in a year or so. And at the time I'm like, that's a little scary. And I have no idea what she's talking about <laughs> now, right. like, like a year, a little more than a year later, I know exactly what she's talking about. Wow. Oh you know, gosh. it's like, I feel like every kind of cell in my body is like turned over and it's continuing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still feeling the shifts, mm-hmm. 
it's really interesting when you follow your heart and what, and actually listen to it and do what it's saying (laughs) instead of your, your logic. Oh my gosh. Just whoever is listening right now and feeling like they need to move somewhere else. This is your direct sign. Cause I really believe that like different parts of the earth activate us in different ways and, and hold different vibrations that can kind of open us up in different ways. And it sounds like Boulder has been such a catalyst for you just deepening your awakening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's something about the air here and the mountains here and I, it's very hard for me to explain, but if you hike with me, Jane, you'll see that I just break down crying, like pretty much almost every time at some point, because Mm -hmm. I'm so grateful for being here. And I just Mm -hmm. feel so connected to these mountains. Maybe I've been here before, you know, maybe this isn't my first time being in these mountains, but it's like home. And I have a connection to the dirt and the smell. And it's like something I've never experienced before. That is so cool. Uh, I love to hear that. I just think that's so beautiful. So when did you, there's so many things I want to say about, first of all, the word woo. Mm. And when you decided to make a show called the woo cast, like what, what's the backstory there? Yeah. The backstory is that I've always been very curious about anything metaphysical, uh, energy healing, anything woo woo. I mean, honestly, when I became a nutritionist, there was a lot of in in the alternative healing world through food. We also talked a lot about energy and Mm -hmm. a lot about your vibration and your thoughts and how your feelings create your physical density. Like that was in my courses when I became a holistic nutritionist, it was fascinating to me, this idea that it's not just the food, but it's also how we feel about the food, how we feel about ourselves. It's a connection we have to ourselves and, and whatever relationship we have to anything, right. Our environment, our food. Um, so it's, I've been woo curious for a very long time about (laughs) energy and, and, and who we are, like you said, why are we here? What are we supposed to be doing? Right. Mm -hmm. The soul, like all of that has just been something that I've been so curious about. And I didn't really have any, uh, I didn't have a a religious background or anyone to guide me when I was younger in that. So Mm -hmm. I had to kind of learn on my own and just let my curiosity guide the way. But in 2020, right at the start of the pandemic, I really feel like it was a moment of a crazy spiritual awakening for me, like, like another level of a spiritual awakening for me. Mm -hmm. My first one was around 1920 when I was getting all into that spirit, into the self-help and personal development and those seminars, that was an awakening for me being able to understand the psyche a little bit more and like, oh my gosh, I am not a product of my environment. Huh? Interesting. I have Mm -hmm. more agency over my life than I thought. Right. So that was my first kind of step, but then, but it wasn't really spiritual. It was mm-hmm. more than personal development, which I guess is, is spiritual when I look back on it, but when everything shut down and my business shut down, I really just had this instantaneous moment of like, it's over. You're, you're, you're moving on in your life and something you're, you're going to go do something else now. And, uh, I was watching this YouTube and this woman was discussing 
her near-death experience that she had. And in her near-death experience, she connected with what she calls the aliens, (laughs) really, Mm -hmm. or you can call them spirit guides, but entities, right? That basically gave her the keys to who we are and why we're here. And I was watching this YouTube and I've never felt like some, something was more true than in that moment. Like I just, in my whole being was like, everything that she is saying right now is true. And it was all, I just remembered. It's just like a moment of, oh, I remember now, you know, yes, I love and that. That, from that moment, I, I was like, okay, I remember now I need to go and connect with, with my soul, with my spirit guides with going into the woo and I need to get a fucking PhD in the woo. Okay. So <laughs> I was like, how do I get a PhD in the woo? I'm going to start a podcast called the woo cast yes. and pretty much like overnight it was like, okay, I'm starting a podcast because I'm so interested in all of these topics. I want to get psychics on my show. I want to get shamans on my show. I want to get, you know, Buddhist teachers on my show. I just want to pick everybody's brain and see what their experience is with the invisible realm with the woo woo. Ah, And so, yeah. So we're on like episode 65 now it's been over a year and it's been, yeah, it's been a real education in the woo. Oh my gosh. Congratulations. That is just, I think it's so fun. And a, I feel like I love the, it's, it's funny because at first I, I've always had a hard time with when like personal development coaches or anyone is just like, okay, I know this is a bit woo woo because to me, it's like, you mean spiritual as in who we are like totally normal. But then I have to remember that like, this is super normalized to me and it's new information for so many people. But what I love about what you just said is that you remembered. And that's like, that's the truth that I want people to feel like you don't need to feel my truth at all. I want you to feel like you remembered something true about your soul and about the universe so that, you know, I don't really have those existential thoughts anymore. Like I did when I was a kid, you know, if I do, I get excited that I'm having a new philosophical idea to explore. And so I love it because I feel like you're kind of reclaiming the woo because the people you're having on the show, like I, besides myself are such incredible, like, leaders and spiritual guides that have that have so much just interesting things to share and my next question for you is like what's the most woo-woo thing that has been on your show what 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 do you think like maybe even you were kind of like I'm not sure about this sure yeah (laughs) it's funny because I was just reminded of her today because she's on a podcast that I'm definitely going to listen to her episode, but it's Amy Spicer. She's one of our highest listened to episodes too, which just shows how interested people are in when we get into the real woo woo, like, Mm -hmm. well, that's super woo. (laughs) And which I love because my audience, you have to remember, like comes from the fitness world, like Mm -hmm. from my fitness studios that I owned and know me in that capacity, not in this capacity. And the fact that my, the audience, a lot of them are like, this episode is the highest listened to episode just makes my heart so happy because, (laughs) 
humans are drawn to weird shit. Like we want, you know, we want the, we want to know, is that legit? Could that be real? So with that episode, she is a um, medical intuitive and the medical, and with being a medical intuitive that it came out of kind of nowhere, I won't give too much away, but she had a loss in her life and her friend, you know, came to uh, pay her a visit after Mm -hmm. she had passed and she connected with her and basically like downloaded her with superpowers. And so she has these superpowers to be a medical intuitive and to help people heal and can really like psychic do psychic surgery is what she calls it. And it's a really interesting episode. uh, Just her sharing her gifts and how she received those gifts and how she uses those gifts. And yeah, it's wow. just like she never this was not something she was expecting. This wasn't mm-hmm. something that she, you know, like this wasn't a decision that she made. This was yeah. something that was made for her. So that's one of our I think it might be called psychic surgery that episode. Um but yeah, check that one out oh, with Amy sweet. Spicer. That was one of the highest listened to ones. And then also Mia Magic, she's a modern day witch. That mm-hmm. was one that really got a we've had such a huge response with. And you know, she's really talks about bringing the ancient way into the modern day. And she does a lot of spells and uh, she, she really, she is a witch. And that was mm-hmm. a really awesome. It was awesome to connect with, with her. And I ended up actually doing a coaching program with her. I did no uh, called the coaching cauldron for a couple months. I was in a women's circle with her. Cause I was just, I wanted to immerse myself in this witchy, very, <sighs> you know, feminine soul sister world that she's in. And that was really cool. I learned a lot from, from doing that. Wow. Yeah, there's so oh. many, there's just so many amazing people doing incredible things mm-hmm. out there. They have their own unique medicine to offer. And wow. that's, that's what it really is all about. And it's like, who are you drawn to, to receive that so that you can support yourself? I think we all do need teachers in our lives, coaches yes. mm-hmm. to be, our, to be guides, to be mentors and that's the really great thing about the woo cast is pretty much every guest is in that capacity offers that in some way, mm-hmm. um, like yourself. And so if somebody feels like so aligned with someone after they listen to their episode, you can probably go work with them. You can, yeah. you know, be oh. one of their clients, which is cool. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's almost like now I'm seeing it as this place to, you know, so the question I get all the time is like, how do I know if someone's a healer for me? Or like, if they're a good healer, if they're truthful or honest, and it's like, we don't, we don't need to worry about if they're truthful or honest or any of that. We need to worry about, do you resonate with them? Do you like the sound of their voice when they're talking? Do you feel like you're perceiving it? You know? And if that actually, it's like, I want to just, if you're listening and you want to go check out WooCast, you should just like randomly scroll, randomly choose one, listen to it, treat it like an oracle. <laughs> because that's what I think is so cool about your podcast is that it really is like every time I see a new episode, I'm like, oh my gosh, how, where do you even, how are you even attracting all such a diverse range of guides and leaders in this world? It's, it's really cool. Thank you. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> that was another thing thing where I knew this is meant to be because I would just go for it and ask guests, people who have really huge followings and Mm -hmm. have been on the podcast circuit for a really long time. And I'm like, 
why the hell would they go on to this when I first started? And I received every single time a yes. And I'll be like, what the actual fuck? Like I would just every time be like, wow, they're okay. They don't even know who I am or Uh what this show is. But I will say that in the podcasting world, it's super generous and we all Mm -hmm. really share with each other. And it's very different than any other kind of like media. Um, but that was just a way that I knew like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing and sharing with people because I keep receiving these yeses from these guests that are like unreal. Like, you know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's so cool. So my last question for you is, you know, you, you've kind of told us so much about your journey in the past and, and your purpose right now with the WooCast, but what is kind of the work that you're doing you know, in your day to day outside of the podcast, what, what are you passionate about right now? How are you serving right now? Yeah. Well, I'm really passionate about helping people like transform their health. And that means not just physical health, but mental and emotional and spiritual health. So that's the transformation coaching that I'm doing. So it's bringing in all the physical stuff that we talked about and making sure like baseline, all of that is happening in your life and figuring out ways to make that happen, make those rituals in your life happen. When we're talking about, like I said, sleep, when we're talking about eating well, movement, uh, being in nature, breath work, or some sort of mindfulness. Like how do we get all these things in your day to day? And then it's really supporting people as a coach and taking them where they are right now. And helping them go where they want to go. So it's being, being that facilitator of, okay, so you want to grow into that person. How do we step into that role as that person? Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is sometimes is looking at past and present to figure out kind of patterning behaviors, how to really go deep into coaching someone into having a metamorphosis with that so that they can change their their personality really. I know that sounds, that sounds like intense changing your personality, but as Joe Dispenza says, your personality creates your personal reality. And it's it's absolutely (laughs) true. Joe Dispenza's voice popped into my head as soon as you said that. (laughs) Yeah. So I do a lot of journey work with people like going into the subconscious doing, I'll do a lot of, we, I do hypnotherapy with people, which has been part of my practice. That's really really helpful, um, in to really support reprogramming thoughts and limiting beliefs so that they can step into that person that they want to be. And it doesn't have to be this arduous, hard thing to do Mm -hmm. because it's really not about like trying harder. It doesn't work that way. And a lot of people Mm -hmm. just think they have to try harder to be better. It's really about going into the, into the psyche, into the mind Mm -hmm. and, reprogramming what's going on in the background that you're not even really aware of, which is where the hypnosis is really like really supportive. So that's a part of the transformation work that I do. And, um, yeah, I do one-on-one with people. And then I started a company called my ritual. I have a business partner right now and yeah. And my ritual it's, it's a, it's a mental health company and we're doing workshops and events and retreats that are to take people on transformative experiences. So we have facilitators that come in and run different workshops. So we have like uh, a nature therapist running uh, a hike, getting reconnected to nature. And we're going to be doing like meditations on that one. We have a breath work workshop coming up. So something I'm passionate about is connecting really incredible practitioners and 
spiritual teachers with people like Mm. being like the, the connector, which is kind of like my podcast. So it's sort of taking all the podcast episodes, Jane, and having them be in real life now and having them be actual experiences that people can, can feel in IRL in real life, everybody it's happening real life experiences. That's what my ritual is. Cool. And so is that based in Boulder? It is. We're starting local. I really Mm -hmm. want to build a community here. I think that's Mm -hmm. something that is important for all of us, wherever you are, you need local community. And if there isn't that make it, you be the person that like starts to create your own women's circle, create your own men's circle, create a co-ed, like have things where you can connect with other people and be authentic with each other. And, and that conscious community is so important. And I never had that well, I shouldn't say I never had that before. Cause I did with owning gym, the gym and mm-hmm. having, that's a community in itself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, in this way, I've like, what's the community that I want to create? And that I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to create it. So yeah. That's uh, what I'm doing. And just that message. Uh, I, I just love how aligned our messages are because that's something I'm constantly, especially in this era, things are coming back to normal. We can all gather, I am actually just now ordering a big order of um, yoga cushions and new yoga mats because the Buddhist temple is opening again and we have a space for people to gather. And I'm just like, it's like IRL experiences are at my fingertips, you know, and, and, it, and, and I can't wait for that to be more normal because when you started talking about it, I literally assumed that they would all be on Zoom because that's kind of the era that we're living in now. And I'm like, I'm grateful AF for zoom. Okay. Because my business, I work with clients as you do too, from all over the world. Like, I'm like, what is this? This is not anything I thought would be possible a couple of years ago. And so it's opened me up to, to that. It's been incredible, but then there is really something so special about sharing energy in a room with people. And so I think just like a combination of that is really important, but it's great for one-on-one with zoom because you can work with a coach that you might not have living near you. Mm-hmm. And that might be the person that really is going to support you. And they might be living, you know, in a whole nother time zone, which is yeah. really, really cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to having these in real life experiences for people to connect with each other and, yeah, and transform. Mm-hmm. So yeah, That's I can't wait. So awesome. Yes. I love that. I love all of this. So for people who are listening that want to come find you, where should they begin? Yeah. So my coaching practice is rootedpower.com. And my Instagram is where you can find everything, which is Juliet J U L I E T underscore root R O O T. And then my ritual is spelled with an R I C H my ritual is my R I C H U A L my ritual.com. If you happen to be in the Boulder, Denver area, but also just, we will be expanding that we have a wait list right now that you can put yourself on to find out when we are doing these events and retreats and workshops. And we will eventually be expanding it outside of Boulder. Cause I just know so many amazing practitioners that live everywhere that I want people to be able to have experiences with. So definitely check that out. My gosh, I love it. You are the bridge. You are you that's just what keeps coming up when I'm hearing you. I'm seeing all these different bridges in your life where you're bringing 
one thing to another, helping people feel more integrated, more interconnected. And I just love it. I just, I'm so glad that the beautiful podcast world brought us together and that we got to connect. And I'm just obsessed with all the work that you're doing. And I want to congratulate you on all the success you've had, just moving to Boulder, becoming unrecognizable, having all of these new ideas. It's just exciting to hear about. And it's super inspiring to keep up with you and your show. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Oh my gosh. Well, I will link the WooCast and all of the other links so that if anyone's listening and you just vibe with Juliet, you want to go get to know her, go connect with her. I'll put all the links in the show notes. Go say hi to her. I know that she would love to hear from you. And I hope that all of you who are listening got what you needed today and we will see you next time.